It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. The Health in the Real World podcast is sponsored by... For whatever reason, you can't get to the gym. Don't worry, you don't need to. Your most important piece of fitness equipment is your body. You don't need weights, you don't need special cardio equipment, you don't even need much space. So check out my wonderful world of minimalism, and guess what? You can actually keep your clothes on, you can get a great workout with no equipment, Naked Fitness, available at Amazon.com. Hello and welcome to Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Jenke here today with Michelle Ricketts. Michelle is um, guiding business owners to develop a self-sustaining business, generate more revenue, and take back time to do things that excite them, I would say to be healthy and fit, and in her words, to happy dance regularly. Thank you so much for joining me today, Michelle. Uh, Wonderful to be here, Chris. Thank you. I love adding that happy dance component into it. How did you get to this point in your career um, where you knew that the happy dance was such an important aspect, you know, just being happy and, and well, right? Well, absolutely. And it actually stems from when I was in corporate. I have a 35-year corporate background and uh, in sales and account as an account executive. And when I would sign a deal or we do something, get a new client, I used to do a happy dance. And so I actually brought that into my entrepreneurial business and decided that I had to keep that going. And part of that is what do people love? What do they do when they find something they love? Their brains, they want a happy dance. I said, no, no, actually happy dance. That's do the happy goes. dance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tony Robbins says you need to show your, or no, your face need. No, no, you might be happy, but nobody told your face about it. Something like that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, it's funny. I've, I've, so I'm reading a book right now. It's called Happy Money. And one of the things that the guy says, it's written by Ken Honda, just in case anybody wants to know. Um, Great book. Great book. Um, So he talks about money and all these stigmas around money and like that um, people don't let themselves celebrate money. Like you just got paid. Nobody will be like, oh, my gosh, I just got some money. Right. We're like, oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You're right. We're all subdued about it. We're not we don't let ourselves get all big and and happy about it. But um, (laughs) that's awesome. And then so so two years ago, you started your own business. You went out on your own. And are you doing something similar or is it is a little bit different? Totally different. So but what I will say is that my corporate background really helped me be able to get up and running really quickly as an entrepreneur. A lot of people kind of dismiss the corporate world and no, no, I want to be there. But it teaches us things like structure and camaraderie and being on time and, you know, being able to present and talk to other people and collaborate. So that allowed me to get up and running quickly, as did working with a local company, Wardell International. I utilized their tools to be able to get up and running and uh, really hit the ground uh, with my stride, which was which was amazing. Right, right. And as you know, the saying is something like, I can't hear you because your actions are speaking so loud or uh, something of that nature. But uh, what we were talking about before the interview reminded me of a, a story when I was young, right? So you you signed up for this interview and then another opportunity came along and 
because of our, you know, I, my email and all the issues, right? Uh, you didn't hear back from me and you decided, you said, I'm going to keep my commitment to Chris and to the interview because I made this commitment in advance. My mom taught me the same lesson. I was at a, an all night church event on a Friday night and um, we, I did not even sleep a minute. And it was like the youth group, right? So the next morning I get home and I think I took maybe like a two hour nap and I was scheduled to be a soccer referee the next day, Saturday, late morning. My mom would not let me sleep. She's like, get up, get up, get up, get up. You made a commitment. You need to get up. And I was like, oh. Absolutely. And I remember that to this day. I think I was 12 or 13 years old. Um, and I think that's just, is that, I'm, I would imagine you learned that before corporate. You're Oh, yes. You know, your upbringing, yes. right? That's, yeah. That was instilled in the values that uh, my mama brought us up as a single mom and instilled those type of values. And it really is something that guides you through your life because people know when I say something, it's going to happen, right? Yeah. If I commit to something, it's going to get done. And that's how people need to perceive each of us as individuals. They don't want to think of, oh, do I have to double check? That's a big thing these days where people double check and triple check and make sure yeah. you're going to be there. And you shouldn't have to. If somebody commits to something, it should stand that you're going to do it. Right. You should. Yeah, exactly. Even if it was two months ago, you said, this is the date that I'm planning on showing up. Uh, and that's one thing I've thought about with my podcast, because I, I don't know how long ago you scheduled this, but some people are scheduling like two months in advance. And I've thought like, well, do I reach out to them? Nope. Sometimes people flake and I'm like, yes, it's too bad for you, but I'm not going to have to reach out to you. Um, you got to keep the big boy pants on. And <laughs> I know, right? You're an adult. Done. Get yeah. it done. You're an adult. Yeah. Put in your calendar and stick to it. What do you, exactly. what do you think? Um, I have a sense that those commitments are, like you said, people are having to double check, triple check. What do you think is happening in our society where it's okay to like be flaky and, you know, have too many things on our plate. Like, you know, I'll commit to three things and then I'll drop two of them last minute. Like what, it, what is it about our society that's doing yeah, that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's such a shame because we do see that. And it's something that I think has evolved over the last, I'd say 10, 15 years. It's something we didn't see before, or at least I didn't, didn't see that um, in my dealings with different businesses. And, and I was dealing with people on a high level, CEOs, CFOs. Um, so maybe you, you don't see it at that level. Maybe you see it at the, the team level. But in any case, we shouldn't really be seeing that at all. And I think it's evolving in that the connection with our social media and our devices and things that people just feel like, oh, I've got to keep fluid um, and not commit. And that's a bit of a shame because it really does make people, as you said, flaky where other people don't think you're going to commit. And if you do, they think you're going to change. And we've changed that mindset and be great if we could get back to it. And that's what I actually help and talk with some of my clients about is you've got to do what you say you're going to do. And that's what where people become know, like, and trust you, as they say, in your business for whether you're selling a service or a product, they're not going to know, like, and trust you if you start to flake on them. Right. And then you become so powerful and, and I, the self-esteem goes through the roof. Um, when I was growing up, we I'm not going to mention which family member, but it rubbed off on me and they called it janky time. It was like, oh, he's always going to be late. And I didn't like that. And so when I was in college, I said, no, that doesn't exist anymore. And so the other day, it was a couple of weeks ago, my dad was texting me like an hour before I was scheduled to meet him at his house. I was like, going to have dinner with him. 
And he texts me basically like, are you still coming and this and that, you know, I don't want you to be late. And I was with a client at the time. I just shot him a real quick text. I'm never late. Boom. (laughs) Shot it back. I'm never late. And I haven't been for 20 years, uh, maybe like one out of 30 times. But the reason I'm bringing this up is because you're absolutely right. Uh, Clients will know, like, and trust you better. And you will have more self-confidence as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you work with people, is that... Do you find that's one of the first things that you're addressing or, or what are some other things that you're also addressing with them to, to succeed in their business? Yeah, great question. It, it really is. I, I find for the level that I'm working with, um, the confidence is typically there, but if it's not, it is something that we address. But it's uh, one of the things that attracted me to wanting to come and t- chat with you today is one of the questions that I ask. The first thing that we do with any session with a client, I ask them, how are you? And it's not a greeting. It's a question. So I say to them, how are you? I want to know, are you frustrated? Are you happy? Are you sad? What's going on today with you as a person? You'd be surprised how hard it is when we start for people to actually have that conversation. Not because they're just getting to know me. It's because they first want to start talking about their business or they want to talk about you know something they just did. People don't like to look at themselves and see, how do I feel? And a lot of times when they get that question, people don't care. They don't wait for the answer. So they just say, fine, good, whatever, and they move on. But really understanding how they're doing as an individual for me is so key. And that's where I start with everybody every single session. Right, right. And and I think, yeah, you're right. Uh, How are you is almost like a synonym for high, right, in a lot of people's eyes. Because, well, because we say it so fast and we're boom, boom, boom. I. So I heard that in the corporate world with um, like angel investors and things like that, you know, trying to get funding, that the people who are are doing the funding are actually more concerned about the founder as opposed to the business idea. And Mm -hmm. that sort of speaks to like, how are you? Mm -hmm. How are you, right? How are you as a person? What do you show up on time? Do you regulate your emotions? Mm-hmm. you know, that whole gamut, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. What made you take the jump from corporate to your own thing two years ago during COVID? Yes. That's a big jump. It's a great question. So I, after 35 years in corporate, I've been downsized, resized, restructured, whatever you want to call it, three times. Oof. And most recently was November 2019. And I've always enjoyed my work, my career. I do not believe in getting up, looking in the mirror and not loving what you do. So at that time, though, I felt that I had I'd done it. I'd, I'd had enough of where I was as an account executive, and I wanted to do something different. So then I really looked myself in the mirror and said, dude, if I start doing interviews and resumes, is my heart in that? And it really wasn't. I had just mm-hmm. done an event series for entrepreneurs where I brought in speakers to share their tools and techniques so that they could then take it away, improve their business, use those tools and techniques. And I realized then that entrepreneurs don't learn a number of things that are available in the corporate world. They either don't have access to it or they don't know what they don't know. And Mm. then I realized I wanted to do more with entrepreneurs to guide them to some of those things that they are not aware of. And that's where it started. Some of the, like you mentioned, the structure being on time, things like that. I I see as you were talking, I was thinking, oh, the corporate world is almost like like the military in a way. Um, I know a lot of people who went to the military as just complete, 
well, children, let's just say they were children and they came out adults. Let's just say that. And it yeah. seems like the corporate world has the potential to do that as well, especially for an entrepreneur who wants to eventually leave the corporate world and start their own thing. Yes, absolutely. And a lot of times the corporate world gets a bad rap with entrepreneurs and in the entrepreneurial space, but it really does. It gives you that structure, especially if you're a person who struggles with structure and organization. I say to people sometimes, go and get a job for three months, six months. You know, even if you tell them up front, which is a nice thing to say, I just want to kind of learn the ropes. And that will help with structure because being able to be on time for meetings, being on time for clients when you're running your own business is huge. Nobody wants to be waiting for you if they're going to buy your product or service, they want you to be there and ready for them because they're the one at that point that's important. So if you need that structure to help you, whether know how to be on time, how to handle a meeting, how to work with others, how to structure a calendar. My brother calls me the queen of calendar and I've helped several people because it is something that we take for granted, a lot of us, but for those who haven't really ever had to do that or have a structured calendar, it can be a challenge. So there's a lot of things that that corporate world really does help with that you can then take into being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. So, so somebody who let's say they want to be an entrepreneur, they have an idea, right? Mm -hmm. We've heard this so many times. And then a lot of times the idea doesn't, doesn't push itself forward. It's the implementation of the idea. So Mm -hmm. would you recommend to that person, same, you just said it, but just like maybe get a job, get that experience and um, and then maybe jump out from there. That that would work for some people. Absolutely. But sometimes it's not even about getting the job. It's about having the right mentor or having the right consultant or coach, whatever it is. But having there are those that have done some of what you're trying to do. They may not have your idea. They may not have your exact skills, but there is someone who can help you to move forward and have that right structure to be able to then set your business foundation on. And and there's lots of opportunities as well as go get a job and that will help you learn some of them as well. But working with a consultant like myself or others definitely is is a good step as a start. And I know you mentioned and I, you were talking about how you can refer people to different individuals. Like if they need a trainer, if they need a nutritionist, if they're Mm -hmm. deficient in some part of their life. And I almost see like you as a general contractor of like business, right? So some, an entrepreneur comes to you, they want to start something, but they're maybe lacking in one area. You can direct them in that, that general vicinity to, to enhance that skill. Right. Absolutely. I don't typically work with startups, but what I will say is that really being able to understand what it is you're missing or know that you're missing something is is a first is a great first step. And then being able to go from there and see who can help me with this area that I'm missing. Nobody is perfect at everything and able right. to do everything. And that's the typically I'm working with businesses who are already owners who are already in business and they may still have everything on their plate. The key thing is to be able to delegate or eliminate, have others involved, whether it is employees or partners. Um, having those others involved allows you to then move things off your plate that are not your area of expertise. But you're so right. I, wor- I do work to have others in my toolbox or in my back pocket so that I can make introductions. And going back to what we said about how are you, when somebody needs assistance, whether it is they want to get fit, they want to be healthy, they want to work out. That's not my area of expertise. I've done it all my life and it's helped me, but I do introduce others who that is their area of expertise and then they can help them along the way. 
Perfect. Yeah, that sounds great. I, you know, networking, because like you said, nobody knows everything. That's one thing that's been great about this podcast and, and talking to all these people. I'm meeting just a wide variety of people and, uh, you know, different skill sets. Uh, how, so I want to go to you personally. How do you personally balance it all? So starting a new company two years ago, uh, you, you have your experience in the corporate world. And then how do you keep your health top of mind? How do you what are your, some of your strategies for this? Yeah, great question. And my key strategy is looking after myself first. Uh, and that, for me, has always been my health and wellness and really being able to, I still work out five or six days a week. And that doesn't have to be the gym. For a lot of people, you say the word workout and they go, oh my God, I could get weights. I'm going to get big. No, it's whatever right. works for you as an individual. For me, I first probably 30 years of my career, I was doing weights six or seven days a week. 10 years ago, I switched that and I now do five or six different things. So I do everything from boxing to spinning to workout class, yoga. Um, I ski, I snowboard, I play tennis. I took up badminton last November just because somebody invited me and I tried it and I liked it. You That's really great. need to find what works for you and then do it. And so for me, my health and wellness has always been important. So the working out, that's like my religion. And then eating nutritious food. Now, I'm not going to lie. I have a sweet tooth, <laughs> but I manage that and anything in moderation. So I try to keep that to the weekends and uh, make sure that I'm eating nutritious food other than that. Because you really need to ensure that you're taking care of your body, both inside and outside. Inside. So that's the that's the first step, right? And you, I know you do that and you make sure that you're, you're doing what you need to do to keep yourself fit as well. But then after that is looking at what do I need to do for my business? What can I do? What makes sense for me? Or what do I have to delegate to others? And the combination of that is how you keep your, yourself sane from part of it. Because once you're trying to do things that aren't your best area or your area of expertise, your core competency, then you're, you're going to flounder somewhere. So it really is understanding what I do and what I can't do, and then being able to move forward with that as well. And yeah. Combining those, that with your health and wellness. I think that's huge. I think knowing your core competencies is, is huge. And we've, we've seen examples of people starting wildly successful businesses, and they have this particular competency, and they hire everyone else to do everything else. And we've seen other businesses that he has he, she has something completely different and they hire someone to do everything else. So that is uh, very important. And then I would imagine working with somebody like you, you've seen the ins and outs of, of business, corporate, and there's not a cookie cutter. There's not one way to do it. So you take your, your client and what they're trying to build and sort of create a program based on that, I would imagine. Yes. And, and there's, I mean, the foundation is, is, is similar, whether you're in an entrepreneur or whether you're in corporate, it's looking at people, processes and systems in the business for the business and make getting those to work. But then the intricacies of all of that is what's unique to each business. And we really focus on those areas to be able to help business owners to have that strong foundation that they can build off. And that's the same, whether you're a you know, solopreneur when you start and you become a, a, a large corporation, the, the steps along the way are actually the same. It's just how you implement them for your particular business. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. So, uh, Michelle, I want to give you a chance to wrap up the show with a big motivational speech. You've been called in front of a university for graduation or into uh, a corporate event going back to your roots. 
And uh, your talk is called How to Make the Most Out of Your Life. You can go whatever direction you want to go with this, how to make the most out of your life. Well, thanks, Chris. And, and I have a formula that I like to use. And I say that when you have your business fitness, which is all the things we've talked about, having that right structure, the people, the processes, the systems, that's your business fitness. Then you have your individual health and fitness, which is your internal, external wellness, your nutrition, your activity, your exercise. And when you put your business fitness plus your individual health and wellness fitness together, then you get your happy personal universe. And that's what we all want to strive for on an ongoing business is to have a basis is to have that happy personal universe. And that's the advice I would give. That's a great concept, the happy personal universe. I like that because that, I mean, all the, the self-help books are written about what health, money and relationships, right? Those are the three big ones, right? So you've definitely keyed in on two out of three of those just from the start. Um, Michelle, how do people get in touch with you? How do they work with you at Cohesion? Find out more information. Absolutely. Well, the best way to get me is probably LinkedIn, which is just my name, Michelle Ricketts, to get LinkedIn, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-R-I-C-K-E-T-T-S. And uh, connect with me there, and I'm happy to reach, uh, reach out to them and say hi. I'm also on Facebook and all the other platforms as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. Uh, Health in the Real World, I'm Chris Jenke, joined today by Michelle Ricketts. Michelle, thank you so much. Thank you, Chris. Great to be here. Thanks for listening to the Health in the Real World show. Make sure to like and subscribe and comment down below. Visit mycorebalance.com to learn more.